0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. Let's get right into the charity spotlight. This week, I'm highlighting the Halo Trust. The Halo Trust was founded in 1988 in response to the global humanitarian catastrophe Caused by landmines. The problem was particularly bad in Afghanistan, where thousands of civilians were being killed or injured by landmines, and their presence was preventing the return of tens of thousands of refugees. So, the Halo Trust founders, who are Colin Mitchell, Guy Willoughby, and Susan Mitchell, OBE, witnessed firsthand the devastation caused by landmines and other explosive remnants of war in Afghanistan. And they resolved to do something about it. The landmine issue shot to international prominence, though, in 1997, when Princess Diana walked through one of the Halo's Halo Trust minefields in Angola. That might be what you guys are more familiar with. I know initially that's certainly what I was most familiar with. So Prince Harry continued in her footsteps by visiting Angola during the year in which he was a patron for Halo's 25th anniversary. small beginnings back in the late 80s now they employ thousands of men and women from the communities that they serve in conflict and post-conflict countries and territories around the world and they have two main ways of demining areas the first is manual demining which is very meticulous work in that they go to the contaminated land that land is divided up into grid squares and It is checked meter by meter using a metal detector or ground penetrating radar and a variety of excavation tools. Well, depending on the terrain, an individual deminer can clear between 10 and 50 square meters per day. And once a mine has been detected and identified, it's destroyed. Now, while that method of demining might be slow, the rigor and precision requires and ensures that they are absolutely sure that an area is free of mines as you can imagine it's very important work and it's important to do that work correctly as you can imagine so um, where they can't use the manual demining method or process they use the mechanical method in areas that are very hard to penetrate like a jungle or even under collapsed buildings so they use specialist machinery instead and this is really important work because from many of the photos and videos, if you've ever seen Harry and Diana with the halo vest on some of the minds are there for decades and they have been there for decades, but they're live minds. And so someone just walking around and they step on a mine, if they survive there, they may be left maimed, you know, and the rest of their lives are completely altered. So, It's a real disservice to humanity, in my opinion, to leave a mine there, to have the power to demine and to not demine, you know, and to leave the volatile remnants of war behind to affect the life or destroy the life of an innocent person. So that's why the Halo Trust is really an important organization for what they do. And they also have a campaign called Landmine Free 2025. And that's a campaign led by the world's two leading landmine charities, one of them being the Halo Trust and the other being Mines Advisory Group or MAG with the support of Prince Harry. So this Landmine Free 2025 campaign, it works to fulfill the promise of the 1997 Ottawa Mine Ban Treaty and the subsequent pledge by signatories to clear the world of landmines by a deadline of 2025. Halo and MAG, they have the expertise and the capacity to meet that 2025 deadline. But to make that happen, they need the support and funding from an international community, from private philanthropists, and from the public. So Landmine Free 2025, that was actually launched by Prince Harry in 2017 at Kensington Palace. And that was actually the 20-year anniversary of Princess Diana visiting Angola and working with Halo to go through some of the minefields, as many of us remember that memorable footage. So a couple of things. Prince Harry is serious about taking up his mother's legacy on behalf of others. And he not only gets involved, but he attaches his name. But not only that— He comes up with and contributes to ideas to see the purpose of the organization through and as best that he can help in a collaborative way. But this is not about Harry or Diana. It's about the people who are affected and helping to rid the world of the dangers of live landmines. So find out more. Go to halotrust.org and click the support us tab to find out all the different ways that you may be able to help or contribute. Most people, again, they just straightforward. They just donate. But they suggest different ways that you can get involved. And it might not always be monetarily um, as a way that you may choose to get involved. So go there and find out ways that you can get involved or contribute to helping rid the world of landmines once and for all. And please make sure you check out the other organizations And the accounts that the Sussex Royal Instagram is now highlighting for the month of September. September is a huge month for them and for us. So, uh, but who they're following this month gives us a little bit more context for what they may highlight or engage with this month, specifically related to their tour in Southern Africa. So make sure you check that out all right so let's go through the rubbish heap real quick um maleficent wrote a column (laughs) and um she sometimes goes by the name of grace dent i don't really want to spend too much time on this but um this sack of bitterness took to her column to talk about you guessed it the woman she wishes she could be climaxing in the piece by calling her uppity I mean, like, that's never funny. But at this point, their efforts are kind of laughable. But um, I believe that that article came out or I saw people talking about it between last podcast and and this podcast. So I'm just going to hit on it real quick. But Maleficent thought that uh, she was slick. And I admit I read it because you know I kind of like to know what's being said I want to know what what people are saying I don't read every little thing but if something just keeps coming across my face my radar then I'm gonna I'm gonna click on it and see what it's about but um yeah so her column and keep in mind it's usually a columnist but not always but often it's a columnist that says some of the most egregious things someone who can spout drivel no matter how outrageous. And basically get away with it because it's quote unquote, their opinion, which is complete BS, but there's no measured thought with it. They're just spilling their feelings in the air. So just know what you're getting when you're getting it. But here's what she said. And I'm going to paraphrase because it took me just like a couple of times. I had to read through it just to double take and make sure I was reading what I was reading. But I was hearing something completely different, if that makes sense. I'm definitely not reading the whole thing, just the end, because that was really the most outrageous part. But she says, many have said that the pelting Harry and Meghan receive is racist and misogynist. The uppity woman, the uppity woman, honey, has the temerity to want to place at the table. And now at all costs must be stopped. Well, that's very dang- dangerous language, but, um, and from many individuals, it possibly is, but for most The truth is more nuanced. Numerous times I find myself roaring at the television. For the love of God, if you want everyone to stop talking, then stop giving everyone things to talk about. That's not how any of this works. But continuing, she said, Harry and Meghan, they need to learn the art of being boring, beginning with 12 months of staying at home with no need to decorate or renovate. Girl, please. Please. No clothes designing if you're not Michelle Keegan for next. No magazine editing because every columnist you select will be deemed a reflection on your inner monologue. Less public pontificating, more afternoons spent flower arranging. If generous Uncle Eldon wants to see you, let him make the journey to you. Please stop using Diana as a sticking plaster over your eco-warrior hypocrisy. No more boogie nights out with mall and Serena yes please to being seen trudging around the country shows judging exemplary marrows fade into glorious obscurity for a while come back gently in a year or two smiling beatifically at your public we need to miss you and re-remember you're an asset the monarchy can't rip up the rule book they are the rule book okay for her sake i hope that was satire because it certainly reads like satire but again, it's opinion. It's an opinion piece, so people just spout out what the hell they feel like. What they're in a monologue. Speaking of inner monologue, right? That's literally a person's inner monologue, you know. And it kind of is an example of how journalism is so far down in the toilet. But let me translate because here's what I really heard. Many people have said that the pelting Harry and Meghan receive is racist and misogynist. It is, and let me demonstrate why. This uppity woman has the temerity to want a place at the table at all costs, and she must be stopped. Now, if you want people to stop talking, just go away. Go back to where you came from. I wish Harry and Megan were boring and stayed out of the public eye for a good 12 months, long enough for people to maybe forget that my white prince and his black duchess exists... Don't do the things that people praise you for. So no clothes designing, no magazine editing, because we don't need another opportunity to show how versatile you are. Just stop talking. Stop it. Just stop doing anything. Just go arrange some flowers. Do nothing like the other duchess, because we're not used to this. We don't want to see you getting on and off private jets. I know I can't afford because it makes you look wealthy like you are. Tell Elton John to come see you, but out of sight, because we don't want to see that either. No more canoodling with your rich, influential friends. It makes us feel sad. It makes me feel sad about my life as a food critic. We know you're an asset to the royal family. But your existence reminds me and all the other Karens of our mediocrity, and it hurts. So just fade into obscurity, just for a little while. And when you come out, just shut up and smile. That would make me feel a lot better about myself. And there you have it. When people tell you who they are, believe them. And to me, it goes back to this idea that non-white people, especially black people, in a lot of people's minds, again, they're simply not deserving of nice things, whatever people think are nice things, things that are deemed too nice for them, right? Too nice for (laughs) non-whites. That's really the simplest way that I could put it. But um yeah, so no private planes, no clothes, you know. You see how much of a fuss they make over the cost of her clothes. You know, Megan doesn't deserve well connected friends, she doesn't deserve the adorations of millions of people, particularly because she occupies the spot that in their mind should always be reserved for somebody white like them. So, I mean it's sad, but we're seeing it over and over. And um one of my favorite quotes from the late, great Toni Morrison, it speaks to that because, um, and I'm paraphrasing, she said, when you remove your whiteness from the conversation, are you any good? Are you even good enough? Are you smart enough? Are you hardworking enough? Are you still influential, girl? You know, do people care what you have to offer? And so on. And so think about it. We've never seen such stark contrasts in value added as we can see now and let me stress maleficent because that's her name for this purpose um she wouldn't be in her feelings if megan was one of any one of harry's exes say he had married some one of them other girls girl she would be over the moon her and everybody else would be over the moon sewer mouth emu they would all be over the moon at how dynamic either chelsea or cressida turned out to be Oh, they'd be over the moon, girl. They'd be tap dancing in the streets, talking about how she's going to save the the royal family. And honestly, I think what so many of them don't like the most is that Meghan is not intimidated by the bigness of the royal family. She's not intimidated by the history. She's not intimidated by the influence. Like, none of it shakes her spirit. It's because she has the audacity to be a woman of color, who has an unshakable spirit in the face of all of this history that these people hold so close to their hearts. That's not to say she disrespects it or disregards it. I'm sure she respects it well enough, but she won't let it change who she is within the boundaries that she can operate in. Because I feel like she's been very respectful, given all that we know. Uh, Not only just about the royal family, but even in this latest controversy with the queen's son, how they're handling that. So, I mean, she's being nice, if you ask me. Okay? That's because she's a nice person. I'm not qualified to be a duchess, you know, because I wouldn't be able to be as nice as she's being. You know what I mean? And so they know that they can beat up on her because she is nice. And that really gets under my skin but she's still who she is. So she's being more respectful of herself than these people who want her to change, but they only want her to, quote unquote, do what they say. They don't necessarily want her to change. They want her to acknowledge their voices because they know she's above them. And yet and still she's unmoved by all of these attacks and they're beside themselves because they don't know what else they can do or say to bring her down. Well, this little girl who wrote this column, really she's, you know, she's much older than me, but um, she a little girl. She's a little girl at heart, okay? She's acting behaving like a schoolgirl. Um, girl, you should literally just sit there and eat your food because you're a food critic. Let's not forget that, okay? And you're out of your element. You're outnumbered, sis. You sound bitter because you are bitter. And I don't know what you're bitter for because you and I both know you're not Harry's type. Okay. But maybe you're just mad at yourself for being your own worst nightmare. Because if I go to your Instagram and the first thing I see is a damn cat and nothing against the cat now, because I like pets. But to me, that's that's more than enough information for me about you. Okay. So. You are one type, just like Megan is another type. She's his and you're not. Get over it, sis. Now, let us briefly get into the goings on because I just want to talk about a couple of power moves that we witnessed just this week. It's already semi-early in the week. By the time you hear this, it'll be late in the week, but they really hit us with some goodness this week. Let's talk about Travelist and then we're going to talk about the capsule collection and um, all while Meghan and Harry were just trying to enjoy their August like everybody else who goes on vacation. And we know they be going on to vacations up in that family. OK, I already mentioned this before. Y'all Europeans, y'all know how to live life. Y'all go on vacation. Y'all take the whole month of August off. That's just about everywhere. If you can, if you can do it. So I haven't seen Harry and Meghan even do that. And Meghan is on an official break. So that's why it really ticked me off that they can't even go somewhere for a couple of days without people jumping on their case. That's why I said black people can't have nice things because everybody gets all in an uproar. Soon as sis steps off of a private jet, they worked the whole maternity leave, you know, but that's neither here nor there. While the media tried to represent them as just taking private planes all over the place and littering up the atmosphere, what they were actually doing all this time was finishing up their initiatives they had probably just finished and so they were like yeah let's you know let's just go on a little a little vacay a little a little sum, a little getaway before we go on this royal tour and i'm back in an official capacity you know so this week travelist was rolled out quite beautifully i should say and again the real mvp is sussex royal that cannot be stressed enough no one could report on it, which was, you know, we all love that because they want, to, that they want to report on all of the stuff, but the things that they can't report on like this because there was an embargo, it gets under their skin because Harry and Meghan get to report that. They literally report their own news. So all they do, the press, is they make up lies and they make up stories. So it was rolled out on Sussex Royal. And given that, I would imagine that some of the press knew what was coming, Now it calls into question the entire private plane news cycle and given that the news of Travelist came out pretty much right after that I feel like I can safely assume that those who made it their literal profession to try and knock the Sussexes off of their pedal because they had the audacity to accept the private plane you know trip even if it was offset by Elton John and David the fact that they made such a stink about it. To me, it means that they deliberately tried to sabotage the rollout of Travelist because they knew it was coming or at least to make Harry look bad or try to make him look like a hypocrite. And that's why they always accuse them of preaching and then you hear all these other buzzwords like eco warrior, which is what the girl used in her low column. Oh, well, y'all, it didn't work. So a little bit more about Travelist. Travelist is a program that encourages eco-friendly tourism and it seeks to permanently change the future of travel. That's super exciting because I think that's one of those things that everybody can contribute to, get in on, um and feel like they're they're making a difference because truly you are. You just have to know how to make the difference. But that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's what travel is. And so it says let's work together. Let's all lessen our impact on the environment while we travel because we're going to travel anyway. But let's consider the impacts of our choices on communities of our travel destination that's straightforward enough but what annoyed me about any of it well it really didn't annoy me but to me it was just mostly sad that harry had to explain he even had to reference him taking a private jet which to me again it shouldn't really be anybody's business he had to explain himself almost as a way of saying you know i don't know like trying to buffer himself from any criticism of anybody of his rollout of the travelist uh, organization or initiative I, I hated that he felt that he had to do that although I know where he's coming from with that because the press really 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 gave them a hard time just for taking a private jet and you might have caught it he said that the only time he takes a jet is when he feels like he has to protect his family or ensure the safety of his family which is what anybody would do. And again, what annoys me, though, is that literally nobody else in the royal family would ever feel like that they needed to explain that, their travel choices. Nobody. Like, think about that. Can you imagine William and Kate explaining why they took a private jet to anybody for any reason? No, no, no. So why should Harry and Meghan have to explain when really truly... They're carrying just about the whole organization on their back now. Royal family on their back now. I keep hearing calls for the, 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 the monarchy to be abolished. That ain't got nothing to do with Harry and Meghan. But he also said it doesn't really matter the mode of travel, but it's all about what you do to balance out your impact on the environment or your footprint. And people know that. Like, people know that people who are writing about Harry and Meghan and their travel, like they know that, but they just get their jollies off when they feel like they can influence the actions of Harry and Meghan. So certainly there were people who were like, Oh yeah, we got him to acknowledge us or acknowledge what we were saying to me. Again, I feel like that's all that this is about. Well, it's one of the things that motivates these, these quote unquote tabloid journalists uh, to do what they do. And of course, Harry, being who he is, trying to be thoughtful, trying to be diplomatic, he explained it. I just hate that he felt like he had to even just reference it because, again, it's nobody's business and nobody else, nobody else would be required or feel like they they had to do that. But beyond that, I love the potential impact something like this has and the ripple effect that this has. I think it could cause other organizations like it to join in and to make further impact and those are the types of things that I think changes culture and it brings this very important topic more to the fore you know it gives more people the opportunity to think about their impact on the environment whether they travel a lot or not and I think Harry partnering with such major entities helps that along uh, visa booking.com I use them a lot tripadvisor And I'm leaving a couple of them out, but it's a lot of them. And um, they're big names in the travel industry. So I think this was a huge move. I think it's right in line with what we know to be important to him with regard to the environment. And I just love the trend. I love the way that it was rolled out. I love what this could mean for the future of travel even. So well done, Harry. And that brings me to the capsule collection. In case you don't know, Megan's capsule collection for SmartWorks is set to drop next week, next Thursday on the 12th. And again, she is partnering with SmartWorks, John Lewis and partners, Jigsaw, Mishananu, who is also her good friend, uh, and Marks and Spencer. I I actually even think um, Marks and Spencer, they got an economic bump. Just from the news of this and the Vogue um, Forces for Change issue, which is kind of cool. That's almost like a a sign of of things to come. But um, just to recap, the collection is set up to where there will be one item donated for every item that is purchased. So when you purchase something, or when someone purchases something, I don't know if it's the very same item or just another item that Smartworks can use, but. One item will be donated to Smartworks for them to continue their goal of empowering women to get them back into the workplace. And in case you didn't know or forgot, this idea came about from the Megan effect, of course. Um, she visited Smartworks initially and they were flooded with donations, literally, just from her visit. And that's good but it's also not good because unfortunately they couldn't use every single thing that was donated to the charity and they want to be able to use as much as they can. So the capsule collection was born where they could design specific and empowering clothes that they know works for the women looking to get back out there. And so here we are less than a week away. And truthfully, I I predict this is going to be a massive success. Like explosive. And that's not just like wishful thinking. Like I I know within my gut because of the industry that it is, it's fashion. Um people want to again, people want to feel like they're contributing. People want to feel like they're doing their share or their part in a larger story. So, personally, I see lines out the door. I see people waiting to get their hands on this. They want to support, they want to support women they want to support Megan and if any of these items are available online forget about it like you're lucky if you can get an accessory (laughs) because again you're competing with the whole world you saw how quickly that Hugo Boss skirt sold out that she wore to Wimbledon that to me that was mind-blowing the dress she wore to the Lion King premiere sold out like within hours you hear so I'm looking forward to seeing how well this does, and again, it's not for Megan, not on her behalf, on behalf of the SmartWorks charity, and what they can do for other people. Also, on the twelfth, there will be remarks by Megan at the SmartWorks capsule collection rollout, as well as a panel discussion. She won't take part in the panel discussion, I don't believe, but I think she's going to hang out to see the panel discussion and and. Maybe, maybe engaged, but I don't think she's on the panel. So um, the line drops right in line with the fall fashion week in London, which is quite cool. Uh, And if you live in a city like London, New York, Paris, Milan, you know that fashion week is a huge deal. It's a huge deal especially if you take an interest in fashion and so in this case it's a great opportunity to display it as a global audience is already tuned in to fashion and I think it's a great thing that she's coming off a very successful editorship with British Vogue. So I mean just the foresight to be able to line all of this up while you're pregnant like That's really incredible. So much of my amazement with Megan comes not with what she's doing, but what she's done and looking at how those pieces kind of came together. But again, the fact that she was pregnant doing all this, it blows my mind. It blows my mind because when you're pregnant, you have every right to do absolutely nothing. (laughs) And nobody should be able to say anything to you, but she's going above and beyond and, that's truly an example so my god girl take your foot off their necks sheesh let them live these people got families you know just let them breathe for a hot second sis but seriously um look out for that that's thursday the 12th i hope i get some sleep i hope i get some sleep because i am gonna be waiting on that i'm probably gonna have to set my alarm in the middle of the night because i really don't want to miss a thing of that all right let's briefly move onward and upward um we are coming up on the five-year anniversary of the Invictus Games a king Harry Dontrell Mountbatten Windsor you are a king five years time really does fly and I remember when the Invictus Games started because he did a lot of publicity with Barack and Michelle Obama who my favorite president my favorite first lady but um Yeah, I remember thinking, wow, Harry's starting, he's starting a little game. So that's really cool. That's really cute, you know, not to, you know, trivialize it, but it was cool, you know, because to me, it's Harry, (laughs) you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's stepping out of his brother's shadow. Go ahead. But here we are five years in and the Invictus Games, I truly hope that it becomes really, really big and that more countries can you know join in and compete you know because it's such an important organization the Invictus Fund and the people involved I think they teach they teach us all so much about the human spirit and about perseverance Harry has taught us so much with that and just how he's been able to nurture this project and already we're five years in And I continue to be inspired by the Invictus Games, not just because it's always wonderfully put on, uh, or even the commitment that Harry shows towards the Games, but for what the Games actually mean for the Warriors who participate and what it means for their families. So I believe the Invictus Games have saved lives. I believe that the Games has strengthened relationships. I'm sure they have created many relationships across country lines and... The Invictus Games displays very well what life is about. You know, life is a challenge. It never stops hitting you. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how light skin or dark skin you are. Life is going to throw you many curveballs. Just, just live a little bit. Live long enough. But if you can stand shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with people and recognize other people's challenges and their similarities to your own challenges... You can learn lessons that you otherwise might not have learned. And, you know, it's also a a reminder that life is short and it's supposed to be lived. And so when you feel like stopping and you need that person extending their hand to you saying, Just take a few more steps. I'm right here with you. Let's cross this line together. That really is a lesson that we all should be able to take from the Invictus Games because that's almost like the imagery that I tie into the Games. So the Invictus Games has something to teach everybody. So I look forward to seeing the five-year celebration and they have a lot to celebrate. So let's make sure that we send them lots of love on Tuesday. That is September 10th. And Harry also has another engagement on Wednesday and on Thursday. So the homie got a full week ahead. Um, But that's nothing to him because he likes to work. And we like that. And so that's all I've got for today. Please make sure to follow the girl on social media. I will link those in the descript. And make sure you also hit me up on YouTube and say hello. I find the conversations that happen over there. They're a little bit more free. Yeah, I guess because there's not a 280 character limit. So uh, find me on YouTube. Just search uh, Sussex Squad channel and you should see me pop up there. And uh, I'll also link that in the description. Um, Please make sure to remember that Harry's birthday is coming up on the 15th. So um, I will put the address to where you can send him a birthday wish. I think that would be really nice for him to get. And um, make sure you check that out. And so also remember that it is winner's season Winners have no interest or association in the opinions, actions, or affairs of those who choose to lose. So September is winter season, this whole this whole season, this whole autumn, it's winter season. And when I winter, by the way, I'm talking about winners, winners. And so um, just make sure you stay winning because the tour will be underway very, very soon. Keep your eye on the countdown and until next time peace i kill, me. kill me.